Welcome back to our listeners, and you are tuning in for another 15-minute reset. I am your host, Lori Carice. Today, I have with us our guest, Carrie Jarislow, podcast creator, best-selling author, intuitive, and conscious relationship coach. Today, we're going to have a reset on relationships. So we're, our topic is relationships reimagined how to design your unique, intimate relationships from knowing your unique self. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me, Laurie. Thank you so much for being here. I love a reset and let's reset those relationships. So let's go. Yeah. Well, this idea of designing your relationship is was like a game changer for me. Um, because I realized, even though I'm quite a rebellious person and um, I've been that way pretty much my whole life, with relationships, you know, I grew up with my mom and my dad who were in a monogamous relationship. However, my dad had an affair when I was 12 years old and um, they ended up going through a really bad divorce, really challenging for me as, as the youngest of four. And I was really only um, me and my brother were home at the time that all this happened. And, um, you know, it really shaped who I was. And for a lot of the growth aspect from 12 to probably 36, after my first marriage and divorce, um, it, it shaped me in a challenging way in that, you know, it was like, I, I realized, although it was unconscious for those first, maybe like 15, 20 years was that I was re I was um, creating the same kinds of relationship that I witnessed happening at 12 years old. And when I went through my divorce, I had just so many aha moments. I did so much internal healing and I had done, been doing spiritual healing with myself, with coaches since the age of 23, where I felt like that was the moment of my spiritual awakening or reawakening um, when I lived in New York City. And, uh, but, it, but after the divorce, that's where I did the really deep healing and realized that, that all of the relationships that I had created and brought into my life were um, reflecting back to me the the woundedness from what happened with my parents and the woundedness that I still had with my father. And so I went into what was really pivotal was me taking the blame off of my father, even though like, you know, from the 3D physical perspective, of course, like my, I didn't have anything to do with my dad having an affair, but I really looked at on a soul level, what I was wanting to learn from that. And that was where I shifted everything in my life and then began to look at what is really the kind of relationship that I want. I had to know who I was, you know, as intimately as I would know someone else. And that was that time after the divorce, after my divorce, was getting to know myself on that deep, intimate level. And when I did, it was like the men that I attracted into my life after that were totally different. And my relationships were totally different. So instead of the wounded expression uh, of the men, you know, seeing my father leave my mom, have an affair. And then that happening in my own life, men 
I bring in men in my life. We have a relationship. They fall in love with someone else and they leave. So then I did that deep internal healing. And then I brought in men who were really able to meet me in a more intimate place. Um, I felt more empowered because I had done my own healing. And then I knew myself so intimately that I knew when something was working and when something wasn't and had the courage to remove myself if it wasn't aligned with who I was and what I wanted. And so what came from that was meeting my current husband. We've been together. We just celebrated 15 years on the 11th of November. And we really came together from a place of, you know, let's throw out what society says our relationship should look like. And let's talk about what is important to each of us and how we both could come together in that space of uniqueness of our relationship. And it opened our whole world, even down to our wedding, which was, we lived in Las Vegas at the time and we would, you know, just did our wedding totally backwards, I guess, of, you know, normal. We, we had a very small, intimate wedding, about 30 of our friends and family. We actually had the reception first and then went and had our um, ceremony. And so it was just done in our way. And our relationship has been that way ever since. And in the 15 years, as we've developed our relationship, we have two kids now. And, um, you know, we really just come back to like, what is our circumstance? What is, what do we want in our relationship? Who are we and how do we want to express ourselves together? And it's just been a game changer with our relationship. And I think we've it's not that it's been easy. It certainly hasn't been easy all the time, but we always come back to our own self-growth, our own, you know, evolution and come together in that way to design whatever our relationship looks like in any given moment. That's wonderful that you had that open communication to be able to do that. Um, yeah. Was there something unique about your husband that made him shift into looking at your relationship that way as well? Did he have a similar past as far as his parents? Well, so his parents actually are still married. They are still together. Um, so he had a strong foundation growing up for sure, but he had gone through a marriage and a divorce as well before we came together. Interesting, we knew each other. We worked both worked for the show Blue Man Group. He worked in Chicago. I worked in New York and then Las Vegas. He ended up moving to Las Vegas after his divorce, but he was really hurt in his divorce. It was, you know, a real challenging time. And he felt that coming out of that, he wanted to also really design the relationship and, and specifically letting go of societal, you know, societal programming of what marriages are supposed to look like or what even partnerships are supposed to look like. So tell me about your book. Yeah, my book is called, Why Do They Always Break Up With Me? And this was something that I wanted to write after my divorce, because when I went through my divorce, I felt like my first husband, his name was Matthew, and I stayed close the entire time. We divorced because we were really good friends, but we were not intimate together. And, and we felt like we didn't have that. And that was something that would have been forced. And we felt like we could have it all. Now he came to me 
with that. I probably would still be with him right now. Um, but he came to me and he's like, I, I really think we should do better. And so our, the healing process that I went through, like I talked about before was, it was so powerful. And so I wanted to write this book from then. And just then life happened. I went back into my job, met my current husband. We had kids, we moved and bought a vineyard and winery in North Carolina is like all this stuff happened. But at the beginning of COVID, that was where I was like, I need to get this message out because I was coaching people and experiencing the same kinds of shifts with my clients. And so I knew that there was like, there was a process that I wanted to get out. And that's what that book is. It tells the story of always being broken up with over and over again, and then moving to my soulmate connection and how I got there. And it it's eight steps um, that are, you know, start in the, I, I have people go through them in order. So you know, I have a program that is based on it. Um, but it's really the interweaving of your own soul journey, your own inner healing journey, and how when you clear that kind of stuff, you then create this opening to call in your soul partner. Yeah, you you really have to kind of own that in order to make the progress and make that work and go through those steps, right? That's what I found. And that was where everything shifted because- I always blamed my dad for my relationships or for my relationship failures, always blamed him. And there was just a moment where I was guided by a coach to take the blame off of him. And that's where I noticed the big shifts happening. That's where I noticed like, oh, if I take the blame off of him and it's not like I'm condoning what he did and saying what he did was okay. Even though after being in a marriage and you know now being 52 years old, I understand how that could happen, how there were two sides to the story, how there was a place where my mom showed up in that equation as well. Um, but it still wasn't condoning what he did, you know, the infidelity, the lying, but it was understanding more that this was a part of my soul journey. This was a part of my evolution. And I wouldn't have this book without that experience. I wouldn't have been super independent. I became independent after that experience one, because I saw my mom who was a housewife and she was, didn't know how to support herself and her family after the divorce. And I just said, that's not going to happen to me. So it was, there was like some really good things that came out of that. And by taking off the blame, taking the blame off of my dad and owning my experience, that was what really opened up myself to all the healing that happened. Yeah, I like that. It's, you know, I often feel like I have a lot of broken relationships because I didn't have a great relationship role model. Um, my my grandparents, I mean, that was an interesting relationship to to watch. My my grandmother was very dominant. My grandfather super sweet, but it, it was kind of a bully situation. Mm. And uh, my mother divorced when I was young. So, and I really didn't have my father in my life. So I, I feel like I kind of lacked that guidance, but at the same time, I'm a grown woman. I see it all around me. I know what it's supposed to look like. So I do own it. Mm -hmm. um, you have a podcast. Tell me about your podcast and why did you start a podcast? Yeah, thanks. My podcast is called Relationship Diversity Podcast. And um, 
my whole message is that every relationship is as unique as you are. That when you empower yourself to release societal, cultural, familial programming about how you should be in relationship, that you open yourself up to design it with you in mind. That came to me in my parenting experience where I had my kids, I'm an older mom. So I had my kids in um, 2009, I was 38. And then my second, when I was 42. And I say that I was- I was 38 and 41. Oh my God. So yeah, we're right there. So, you know, like, I feel like I I was, I was like, wow, I'm like that older mom. I still feel that way. Actually. Most of the the moms are probably like, you know, eight years younger than me. I'm like, okay, I'm in my fifties. Oh my God. Well, you and I should hang out because (laughs) I know exactly what that's like, which I, I really like having them older because I was less, you know, I went through a little bit of a period of, oh, I should be the mom that likes to make cute sandwiches. And, and I just actually am not, I am just not that. And that's okay. I tried, but I I couldn't do it all. I mean, what drove me crazy was all the, the Pinterest and the, 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 uh, elf on the shelf when everybody was doing marshmallows. I'm like, I got the elf on the shelf only because my mother got it. Otherwise I would have never had it because you have to have days and days of creativity and, and hiding this thing. It's totally. Like, all of a sudden, I say that there's no Santa with my kids. I'm like, can we be done with? Oh, I, <laughs> I say that I, I, I raised my kids in the age of Pinterest parenting and I failed miserably, but here's what, here's the gold is that I took the expectations off and I said, well, how do I show up as a mom? Like what actually excites me? And I love having deeper conversations with them, which is why I love kind of this age. Now I love teaching them about manifesting and visioning, and I love snuggling with them and taking walks with them. So this is how I show up and how I design my unique relationship with my unique kids. And so I felt that the same thing could be applied to relationships and relationship structure. There's a lot of people that grew up with only seeing monogamy, and there are a lot of different all diverse structures that can be looked at, little pieces being drawn from solo amory, which is you know a conscious choice to have the relationship to be with yourself first and foremost, monogamy, ethical non-monogamy, and to whether you're like exploring those different structures or just taking little aspects from them to be able to have just this wide palette to ask yourself, like, what do I want? What is really important to me? And then bring with your partner, design that kind of relationship. And so that's where I moved into. I moved into an ethical non-monogamous relationship a few years ago, and it's been so empowering. And we do it our way. We do it our way and no one else does it like us. And I just feel there's so much power to really look at relationships and say, what do I really want in my relationship? And that that can change through the seasons. When my kids were younger, no way. Like that, you know, I needed that really strong family unit. But as they grew older, you know, I was able to explore more aspects of myself and have that reflect back in my relationships. Yeah, it's easier to identify what you don't want in a relationship than what you do want. Mm -hmm. But I think as we get older, we definitely can identify like and start asking for what we want or requiring it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, that's one thing I've learned about being in my 50s is that I'm more aware because I consciously 
take the time every day to check in with myself and learn about myself and heal those aspects that are wounded to a more healed expression. And so always asking myself, and then in 50, I'm able to ask for what I want way more than I was in my thirties and even my, in my forties. And my hope with the podcast is to bring the awareness to people that it's okay to know who you are. It's not okay. It's like essential to really feel fulfilled in relationships, to know what you want and then to be able to ask. And then there are things that are non-negotiables and things that are negotiables, you know, things that you can't find compromise with. So Carrie, for our, um, podcast listeners. I'm going to make sure I include all of your information in show notes, how to reach you. And for our radio only listeners, tell us the best way to connect with you. Yeah. I love to connect with people. Um, I'm mainly social in social media land. I'm on Instagram and TikTok mainly. Um, But if you join my community, you can either go to carriejarislow.com or relationshipdiversitypodcast.com and connect with me. Um, I just, I love to hear what people are going through, how I can help them. I love designing episodes with questions that people have. If someone has a question, I'll design a whole episode around it. And that's how we can connect. But definitely, you know, the dailies are on Instagram and TikTok. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you. This has been another 15-minute reset.